Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Number 70 on the 49ers 2023 roster countdown is by far one of my favorite and probably most familiar prospects that we have, and that's cornerback Deshaun Jameson out of the University of Texas. Hook him, baby. I love this kid. I, I have you know followed him from high school um, in Texas at Lamar High School all the way through his transition as a super senior you know, through the University of Texas to the 49ers. And the 49ers love this guy too. Of all the undrafted free agents that the 49ers brought in, he has the highest guaranteed contract at $140,000, which is considerably more than any of the other 11 initial undrafted free agents that they brought in. And, man, there's a reason. With a lot of these guys, it's like, okay, this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen to make the 53 you don't have to do a lot of those for Deshaun Jameson. Maybe just one. And, you know, we have him here at number 70. And, again, the, the entire argument or criteria that we put forth for determining 1 through 91 was who will have the largest impact this year for the 49ers in the 2023 season only. But I can tell you this right now. Deshaun Jameson's not going anywhere. The 49ers are going to be very, very creative in the way in which they protect him and do not allow him to go elsewhere because he is the definition of a game-changing cornerback, defensive back, returner. Even if as a corner he belongs, as a returner he belongs. You put those two things together, and the versatility is just huge. Now, he got jersey number 49, which you know is a little bit gross-looking, but that's okay. If he does make the 53, I expect that to change. And shout-out to Josh, the 49ers guru, who did so much great research as the executive producer of the show. Now, if we look at Deshaun Jameson and what he is, he's a little smaller, just a little bit, than the majority of corners and defense backs for the 49ers. He's 5'10", 190. They like six foot 200. So he's two inches shorter than they like and 10 pounds lighter than they like. And I'd probably say the biggest issue with his size and why he was an undrafted free agent, he's got 30-inch arms, 30-and-a-half-inch arms. That's a major problem and red flag for an outside corner, which is what I think Deshaun Jameson is going to be. That's what he was at Texas. I don't want to put him in the Nichols role. You could, but that's going to be a development. I don't think the best part of his game is physicality at the line of scrimmage and tackling. Missed tackles are a little bit concerned. The small arms show up there. This dude's a turnover freaking monster. He's a playmaker. That's what he is. He needs to play on the outside as a corner. And for teams, a lot of teams have thresholds when you're looking at metrics, whether it's height, weight, arm length, speed, whatever. 
that arm length is a giant. I'm telling you right now, there were several teams in the NFL that would have just literally just took his name off the draft board because of those 30-inch arms. Short arms are, that's a red flag as a corner. Now, he's 23 years old, which is pretty good for this rookie class because most of the rookies are pretty, pretty old um, with the year of COVID ability, all those things, uh, exemption. He ran his 40. I've seen as low as 4.49 and, you know, 4.51. He did not get an invite to the combine. So the measurements and all these testings, yeah, you got to kind of look at them for what they are. A 158 in the 10-yard, that's good. 6.743 cone. I'm telling you right now, that is elite, exceptional. Short area burst, quickness, cat-like reflexes, and it shows. Whether he's a corner or a returner, you see it. Uh, he is great at quick responses. 33-inch vertical, good. 10-3 broad jump, good. 13 bench press reps, not bad actually, but for short arms, you'd like a little bit more, um, but that's okay. Now, Went to high school at Lamar High School um, in Houston area. There's a lot of Lamar High Schools, but the Houston one. And his family came over from New Orleans. He's from New Orleans originally, but Katrina displaced his family. Um, and want to say thank you to the B-State Bruglers. You know, I was able to get a lot of this stuff from there. Um, his dad, Michael, served in the Army for 16 years with multiple tours in Iraq. And his mom, Chantrell, was a high school sprinter. So, you're talking about somebody that's been brought into a very well-regulated <laughs> house um, with athletes and people that sacrifice, understand team mentality, discipline, things like that. And that's exactly who Deshaun Jameson is. Um, he got his, his degree in physical culture and sports. He was a four-star recruit and you know chose the University of Texas. It was probably down to Oregon. In Texas, Oregon was on him early. Texas came in late and was able to keep um, the kid that was local in their backyard, kind of Houston area, and able to to kind of get him. Now, if you're looking at what he did in high school at Lamar High School, he earned a spot in the top 100 recruiting list. Uh, and the Longhorns actually brought him in to play as a freshman, as, as a receiver. So they transitioned him to just because he's such a freaking playmaker. They just want to get the ball in his hands. Think Deion Sanders, right? That, that's kind of the idea. Now, does he play like Deion Sanders? No, but with the ball in his hand, this dude's a playmaker point blank. If he was just a returner, he would have a chance to make this roster. I, I truly do believe that. Like he's that special. Um, now as a freshman, he had like four carries and four receptions didn't really go for much. And so then they moved him back to corner, which he excelled at, and then just kept him as, you know, um, what's it called as a returner. Now, if you look at what he did again, he earned all state honorable mentions by the associated press in high school. He was the 13th best player in Texas by ESPN. Whenever he came out, um, listen to these stats that he had a senior year, 30 tackles, Four and a half tackles for loss, five interceptions, and a forced fumble his senior year. Track star, which makes sense. Um, the 100-yard dash, his top-end speed really isn't what he did best, an 11-3 in the 100. That's okay. 21.9 in the 200 is pretty damn good. A 49 in the 400, pretty damn good. Oh, and by the way, a 19 and 11-inch long jumper. Pretty damn, what inch off the 20 foot long jumper. I mean, this dude's just explosive. Made varsity as a sophomore at one of the 6A school in Houston. Not easy to do. Um, he's interested in broadcasting and photography, and that kind of lines up with his degree. He was a two-time member of the Big 12 Commissioner's Honor Roll, which is very, very important. Big 12 Special Team 
uh, player of the week three times. Uh, the dude just took over games several times. Um, earned honorable mention as returner in the Big 12, chosen all Big 12 preseason team and first team all Big 12 preseason going into 2020. He's done a lot. Now, if you look at just the return ability that he did at the University of Texas, Deshaun Jameson ranks fourth all time for the University of Texas in kick returns and kick return yards. He has 1,435 kick return yards. Dude was just ball skills, competitive toughness, that's what he is. That's what he brings, and it just shines. It shines. Now, if we dive into some pro football focus numbers, stats, because he's played so much. He's played in 60 games. Talk about experience. I looked up his snap count. He has 2,534 career snaps just as a defender. He's got experience. And playing in the Big 12, you're playing against some elite competition. Um, now, I know everybody wants to give – the Big 12, uh, black eye for defense and things like that, rightfully so. However, look at the wide receivers and quarterbacks that this guy has played against, right? Quentin Johnson, who goes really, really early. He's played against so many elite wide receiver options, so he has seen it. Now, if you look at his career stats, 140 tackles, six tackles for loss, one sack, six picks. The common thread with defensive backs that were brought in this year, whether rookies, drafted, or undrafted, ball skills, ball skills, ball skills. This dude's got six picks, one touchdown, two fumble recovers, one forced fumble, and, again, kick returners. He's got 53 kick returns for over 1,500 yards, 26.8 yards per return. That's pretty damn good. Two kick returns brought back for touchdowns. That's great. Punt returns, 43 punt returns, 358 yards, 8.3 yards per return, one punt return for a touchdown, also had a blocked punt. Listen to these touchdowns. He scored four touchdowns in his career, a 90-yard punt return for a touchdown, a 98 kick return for a touchdown, a 100-yard kick return for a touchdown, and defensively, a 69-yard, nice, interception, pick six. Huge plays. Huge plays. That's just what he brings. Now, let's narrow in a little bit, and let's pay attention just to his 2022 season, this most recent year. 628 defensive snaps, two pressures, one sack, 25 tackles. He had six missed tackles, and this is probably, again, when you're looking at somebody, again, the biggest red flag on his kind of traits is his short arms, right? Well, what does that translate to? One, how do you play the deep ball? which he was okay at. And two, how do you wrap up a tackle? That was a problem. Six missed tackles on 25 tackles, that's rough. 19% missed tackle rate, that's not going to cut it. The Niners will not play a corner that misses tackles. They won't do it. They value tackling at the corner position more than almost any other team. So special teams, he's going to have to either tackle better, which in the film process of this, whenever I was going through his, his tape, and again, I've watched all these games at Texas as a, as a huge fan. He just doesn't bring his arms. He'll kind of like just do that like shoulder kind of cut block tackle, which I don't like. He's going to have to fix some things. There's no doubt about it. Now, the best thing I found in his stats analytics approach, 47 targets, 21 receptions. That's a 44% completion percentage. That's pretty badass. One touchdown allowed, two interceptions, seven pass breakups. That's amazing. A 56.6 NFL rating allowed when targeted. Incredible. Three penalties, not bad. 
he's got great, great, great tape. His best games against Texas's rivals, which is what you want to see. His top three games in 2022, OU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. His bottom games, his worst games, Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State. Kansas State pretty damn good. But he he shows up to the task, and I, I think that's what's important about him. Again, he started 40 games, played in 60 my film analysis of him, mirror match corner. He's not a press guy. Short arm show up again. He's not overly aggressive as far as physicality at the line of scrimmage, but he does not give up easy reps. And he is better. How do I say this? The longer a play develops, the worse he gets. He is at his best for the first two to two and a half seconds of every single snap. As If it's a long play action, seven-step drop, there's no pressure, that's where it gets scary. Um, and the short arms are a major concern. I think he's an outside guy only. Doesn't wrap up well. But he is so <laughs> aggressive. He's got bad eye discipline. And what I mean by that, I, we would refer to these guys as double agents uh, when we were coaching. Defensive backs that, man, they were going for the picks, the pass breakups all the time, but they'd get beat deep. And that's kind of what he was. He's a double agent. And it's it's all the eyes, which Steve Wilkes is going to help him out. The godfather of DBs, right? Great short area, area quickness. He will pounce. Oh, he will pounce. Um, and so we'll have to see what he's going to do as a corner. Now, I think that he will be the backup returner day one. I think Ray Ray McLeod, he's the guy. Last year of his deal, I get it. But if Ray Ray's out, this dude's being elevated or whatever. How they're going to protect him, I don't know. We've got him at 70. The depth at the cornerback position is fierce. You've got guys like Miles Hartsfield, who's been with, you know, brought in personally by Steve Wilkes, the new DC. You've guys got Ambry Thomas, who has started in an NFC championship game. You've got a lot of these guys that he's going to have to surpass. Where do you stash him on the roster? Can he beat out Miles Hartfield? Can he beat out Ambry Thomas? That is a tough, tough ask. If he can do that as a corner, you better watch out. This guy's going to be around for a long time. But the returner role is definitely the easiest way that Deshaun Jameson will make an impact this year for the 2023 49ers. Only way that that happens is if something happens to Ray Ray McLeod, which I don't want to happen. But I do hope they find a way to keep this guy. And again, remember, the 49ers love this dude. They gave him the most guaranteed money of all the undrafted free agents. They're going to find a way to keep him. Man, fun player. Excited to see him. Y'all are going to love him in the preseason because once he gets his hand on a return, electric, electric. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we are to number 69, nice, on the 49ers roster countdown for 2023. And we have wide receiver Tay Martin, who was in a similar position last year. We had him on last year's roster countdown at 68. Here he is at 69. Um, shout out to Josh, the 49ers guru, for putting this together and doing a lot of this research, which he he's just done so 
hell of a job. Now, the full name is Dave Devontavion Martin. He goes by Tay. And this is going to be a little bit of a heavier episode. Uh, you know, you dig into these young men's backstory and kind of, you know, where they came from. And sometimes you find what you like and sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's hard. But this is life. And this is what compromise. This is what makes up a football team, you know, and what this kid has gone through. Um, just incredible. Um, just durability, perseverance, all those things. Um, you know, there's a quote later on we'll get to that, he, you know, he says, you know, my life is a movie. I really do believe that it was made for that because of just the tragedy and overcoming so many obstacles and all those things. Now, who is he as a player? He was brought on last year as an undrafted free agent, stuck around, stuck around, and actually got two appearances, uh, played in two different games, and we'll break down all of that. But who is he? Where's jersey number 86? He's big, 6'3", 185, so you've got that kind of tall slender build 32 and 3 8 inch arms shorter arms for a bigger guy he's 25 years old he ran a 4 5 8 40 at the pro day did not get invited to the combine 1.54 um 10 yard not great seven second three cone that's pretty good for a 6-3 guy so you're getting the change of direction from this taller wide receiver and i'll just be honest i'll skip to it now this is the Jawan Jennings replacement plan. He's the Jawan Jennings. You know, the, the snaps that he did get in his two games were all in the slot. That's kind of where he plays. He can't play outside, but he's not really the biggest deep threat. He's much more of a contested catch big body specialty going over the middle. That's what the metrics say. Now, he wasn't that in college, and he played for two colleges, Washington State, then Oklahoma State. He, he was more of an outside guy, but... Since the 49ers have brought him in, they want him playing that big slot role. 36-inch vertical, pretty good for a big guy. 9-foot, nine 9-inch nine broad jump, that's average. Didn't do the bench press or anything along those lines. Now, he is from south, south, south Louisiana. Um, went to Ellender Memorial High School, which is south of New Orleans. <laughs> um, bayou, bayou, bayou. Um, which is interesting because there's other teammates that he has from pretty much the same damn area. Elisha Mitchell went to Erath um, County School. And so, like, again, you're talking bayou, man. Uh, farmland, uh, like, just south, south, south. Um, was a three-star recruit. And in high school, it wasn't easy for him. Now, football was easy. Track was easy. Basketball was easy. Dude was a stud. Um, made All-State, 4A All-State for the state of Louisiana. He was the number 32 prospect coming out of Louisiana football. Um, he had 45 catches, 751 yards, eight touchdowns his senior season with 493 rush yards and five rushing touchdowns with 36 tackles, two picks. Dude just was everywhere. A state, uh, you know, track standout, high jump, all that kind of stuff. Basketball All-Star. He was going... He, he was, again, four-year letterman in basketball, track, and football. Like, this dude, he just was an athlete. Now, he was going to go to Tulane, uh, the local – it's a private school, but it's in, you know, New Orleans. Uh, I think it's in Baton Rouge. But anyway, southern Louisiana. And he was getting recruited as a two-sport athlete to play basketball and football. That, that's how dynamic Tay Martin is. But during that process – Things started to kind of unravel. Not necessarily for him. He woke up one morning, um, he, he found his mother, uh, passed away from cardiac arrest. Quote, 
It was a normal day of school, and she always woke me up. I was a big boy, but she always woke me up. She would bang on my door, and I was waiting on that. I woke up on my own that day, uh, came out. She was just sitting there in the living room and was cold. I knew it was too late. So definitely not easy. Now, to complicate things further, he had two little sisters and a younger brother that were there. Father was in prison on a hit-and-run accident. So he went from high school athlete to dad raising kids like that um, and was able to maintain high academic standards, was able to do all those things. And during that process, he decided to change his commitment to do what was best for him, hang up the basketball shoes, and go to Washington State and play with Mike Leach, the great Mike Leach, the late great Mike Leach. Um, Goes up there and performs unbelievably well. Uh, just dominated from start to finish, showed up, started as, you know, right off the bat, played 36 games for Washington and was great. However, sad thing was, tragedy followed him there as well. One of his close friends and quarterback, Tyler Helinski, committed suicide um, on campus. Uh, not, a, not a healthy thing whatsoever. That hurt. Then you had... On top of that, the pandemic comes through, and then his next friend, Bryce Beekman, overdoses on fentanyl, um, who was a defensive back on the team. So losing not one teammate, but two teammates. Then the Pac-12 cancels their season, so now he doesn't even have football. He's trying to get to the pros to support his family, puts in a petition to transfer to Oklahoma State. And he had a lot of options, but when Pac-12 canceled everything, he had to put tape out. He's trying to make it to the pros, right? So then he transfers to Oklahoma State. NCAA grants him um, that. He goes there, and this is where things start to change. During this time as well, he has his own child. And so now he's a true dad, also raising little siblings, losing friends, losing parents, Definitely not an easy life. He says, quote, me losing Beekman, uh, the defensive back who overdosed, was another eye-opener, and I was tired of losing people. I wanted to be there for my family, be closer. I wanted them to be able to come to my game so they could see me play. So he transfers to Oklahoma State, and once he got there, it didn't take long. (laughs) I mean, he showed up and was, was the guy. Um, had a great career, absolutely incredible career. Was 2021 second team All Big 12, became the 10th player in school history for a thousand yard season, finished his career with 2,810 yards, 28 receiving touchdowns, um, 238 catches, eight 100 yard receiving games, and combined with his time at Washington, Oklahoma State, I mean, it's just unbelievable. The numbers are third in receiving touchdowns, fourth in catches, 14 receiving yards, 24 100-yard games, um, all among active FBS players. So those are his ranks among all college players that were still playing. Like, this dude just crushed it. Now, he does have a daughter. Her name is Rain Christine uh, Christine Martin. Uh, Sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, Born February 2019. This is a 25-year-old that is well beyond that as far as what life has dealt him and what he has gone through. Now, probably one of my favorite quotes that I found was, you know, tragedy is weird, right? And, you know, I've been a football coach, I've been a football player, and I've been around, and, you know, for me, football was everything growing up. That's how I stayed out of trouble was, you know what, I can go do this, but we got practice in the morning. We got weights in the morning. We got, and so you learn this discipline and camaraderie and all those things. And so how do you respond to things? Like that is the true measure of a man. 
Well, Tay has it in spades. This dude's incredible. Quote, every time I get on the field, I talk to my mom. I talk to Tyler. I talk to Bryce. Just praying to them to be with me, and I've got them. I won't let them down. Like, good Lord. To go through all of this and to use that as motivation, whew, man, what a cool, what an awesome guy. And, you know, I, I use the term probably too often, all their kids. He's 25 years old. This is a grown man. <laughs> this is a grown man and just nothing but respect for this guy. And, you know, when we started doing this last year, right, we did 90 episodes last year. We're doing 91 this year. And the the whole idea was it started with the question, how do we create a better fan experience, right? That, that, that's what we do at the 49ers Rush. We want to build community. And we want to create a better fan experience. So you watching this video, the whole idea, or listening to this audio, the whole idea is when you see Tate Martin on the field, it should change you, right? It should it should do something to <laughs> your brain or your feelings, your you know something like that. And I, I don't like tugging on emotional strings, but good God, how amazing is it that we get to watch this man? compete and fight for a damn job and i mean that in the best of ways because these stories should transform us and so i always laugh because people are like ah preseason games i don't really care and i'm in the back of my mind like don't really care you got guys like tay martin out there that are fighting for their family and fighting for the past trauma that they've overcome how do you not care yeah it's grown men throwing a ball but this is an avenue in which people can overcome and triumph over terrible, terrible tragedies. Um, love this guy. Never met him. Probably never will. Uh, <laughs> but gosh, man, Tay, you are incredible. And it, not that he's watching this or whatever, but it, this is this is why we do this. And it just brings so much more texture to who this 49ers team is. You cannot tell me that the 49ers locker room is not impacted whether he's on the field or not. You mean tell me that wide receiver room's not impacted by getting to know this man? Hmm, I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to football. In college, he performed uh, admirably well. Um, you look at his career, again, we kind of talked about his career stats, but 238 receptions, 28 110 receiving yards, 11.8 yards per catch, 28 touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Uh, played 36 games for Washington State and probably would have stayed there uh, if not for COVID and all that stuff and all the complications that we went through, you know, we talked about. He goes to OSU, 17 games there. Now, negatives. There are negatives in his game. He drops the ball too dang much. Um, he had 22 career drops. Now, that is a very an alarming number, but you have to look. He had 238 career receptions. So it's it's still an issue that he's got to get over, and I'm just going to be honest with you. The 49ers scouting department, Kyle Shanahan, don't give a damn about drops. Look at Jawan Jennings. Look at Kendrick Bourne. Look at Debo, who's led the NFL in drops, I think, twice now. Like, If you can make plays, they can overlook that. 30 career missed tackles forced, not a lot. 4.3 yards after the catch. Uh, per reception, not a lot. He's not a huge yak guy. But where he does win, and I thought this was probably my favorite metric looking at his play through PFF and all those things. 
Last two years, he had a 53.8% and 60% catch rate the last two years in college. He is a tough, slender, tall body that does not mind going over the middle, doesn't mind small spaces, doesn't mind any of those things. He will go and get hit and be just fine uh, and still bring in the catch. Now, last year, most of his playing time last year was preseason. We'll talk about that. But he did make two game appearances. He appeared in week eight, uh, only got six snaps, one at wide receiver, one snap, but five on kickoff, uh, kick coverage, which when players get promoted to the active roster on game day, I know a lot of times it just, again, just flies by the radar. I cannot tell you the financial compensation and the difference that this makes for guys like Tay Martin. It's it's life-changing. It really, really is. And so that's a bit, it's six snaps. You know, it's, it's not much, right? But trust me, it changes things. It changes lives. Week 17, they kind of threw him a bone, which I really, really like. One of my favorite things about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch is they understand that there are sometimes opportunities. They did this with Nate Sudfield the prior year where they promoted him. They do this to players to help them out and reward them and let them know, look, we want you back here. So the last game of the season, they promote him up. He got 16 um, 16 snaps. Uh, eight of those were all special. Uh, sorry, 16 all special teams. Eight on kick coverage, seven on kick return, one on punt return. But here's here's the difference, okay? So... Those two games gave him a very smooth raise. So, for example, if he did not get promoted from the practice squad in those two games, he would have made $131,000 for the year, which isn't bad. I'm not trying to knock that. However, by getting promoted those two games, it's almost like an extra $100,000 every time that happens. So he went from $131,000 last year to $338,000. You see the difference? I mean, it's about hundred. It's about a hundred thousand dollar difference per game he got called up, which, you know, making three hundred thirty eight k, that's awesome. And if he can continue that, I, I really hope nothing but the best for him financially and his family. Um, I hope it continues. But uh, life for these guys on the undrafted free agent, average NFL career is two point two years. That's average. You know, we we always think about Kittles and Jimmy Wards and whatever else. That's not average. Those are the elite. Those are the ones that cash in. And Tay Martin's still got to claim it. Now, he did play in the preseason in two games. He got 42 snaps, 33 at wide receiver, the rest at special teams. Here's And again, this is why the Niners like him. He finished with an 89.8 run blocking grade. 89.8. 90 is elite, all pro level. Like, now, it's only 16 snaps, small sample size, but the dude will block. So you got a big body. He doesn't mind going over the middle doing dirty work, and he will run block. That's Kyle Shanahan. The one issue that probably he doesn't have is the yards after the catch and all that, but that's okay. Um, he had two catches on three targets in the preseason for seven yards, all out of the slot. Like I keep saying, Jawan Jennings, insurance player. Now, what's likely for him? The Niners are not happy with the back end of their wide receiver roster. To start their 91-man roster, they had 12, at one time 13 wide receivers. They started cutting them. Tay Martin's not one of them yet. They brought in Isaiah Winstead, the internet sensation. Um, and I'm just going to be honest with you. These two guys are competing for that backup Jawan Jennings big slot role. So there's competition here. Tay Martin, Isaiah Winstead, we already did his show if you want to go back and check that out. 
But that's kind of where we are. Tate Martin, I, I don't know how people could watch, listen, hear, read his story and not be impacted. And it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm a better person <laughs> for learning his story. And when number 86, Tate Martin, goes out there in the field in the preseason, I'm going to be paying damn close attention because I want to see what he can do. Excited for this young man and thankful that he has shared his story um, with so many different outlets. That's why we were able to find it. And I just want to see him be successful. So for us, we're going to continue. And whatever you're going through in your damn day, whatever it is, and it could suck, and I'm sorry, fight through that. Fight through it, man. Um, just like Tay does. It just keep going. Do what's best for you and your family. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down. Number 68 on the 49ers roster countdown of 2023 is undrafted running back. We've got a favorite every year, right? <laughs> the Shanahan way. Kalen LeBourne. Crazy story, you know, to get to where he was. He gra- he finished his time at Marshall, but whenever he came out of high school, this dude was the number one running back of the 2017 class. Number one. Um, and, and you're talking about... I, I just looked through the 2017 running back list. Najee Harris, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Brian Robinson, Travis Etienne, A.J. Dillon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Trey Sermon. This dude, he was ranked higher than all of them. Goes to Florida State and just couldn't get out of his own way. Um, I don't want to say couldn't get out of his own way. He got redshirted his first year, knee injury the second year, then issues started coming in, eventually got dismissed from the program. And so as we go through this you know, entire player profile and get to know who this guy is, you have to understand two things. One, uber-talented. I mean, you turn on the tape and it, it pops. It pops big time. So... Talent, skill level, all there. Pedigree there. What's he got off the, off the field and all that stuff? I don't know. This is a little bit of a deviation for the way in which the 49ers usually go after players. Now, I do believe that the 49ers have the locker room and culture and staff to handle this, but it's a low risk. If this would be a second-round draft pick with these same issues, I would be absolutely stunned. As an undrafted free agent, you can take a little bit more of the risk. And I'm sure that they have sat down with Kalen several times and got to know the whole story, ins and outs, and all that stuff of the, all the issues. So we'll see. Now, shout out to Josh, the 49ers uh, guru, for doing all of this backstory. So let's let's get into Kalen LeBourne and just kind of who he is and what his traits are. Where's jersey number 36? 510 205. I've seen some 58s out there. He did not get invited to the combine. So you're going off pro day numbers and they're always a little scratchy. 30 inch arms, very short arms, not a big deal for a running back. 23 years old, ran a 45240 solid. That's perfect for a running back. You like 44 speed, but usually most good running backs are in that 45 territory. 156 uh 10 cone, not elite burst. 708 3 cone little shifty, not great. 38.5-inch vertical, that's great. 10.5 broad jump, that's great. 23 bench press reps, strong, strong. And, and you look at him, he's a little bowling ball, man. Um, my comp for him is a taller, stronger Jermichael Hasty. Like, But that same attacking, tough bowling ball 
style runner. Um, grew up in Virginia Beach, played at Bishop Sullivan High School. Like I said, he was a five-star recruit. Um, went to Florida State for three years and then transferred to Marshall in 2022. Now, he gets suspended for violation of team rules. Then, a uh, short time after that, gets dismissed from the team. Um a violation of team rules is all I could find. It just the the new coaching staff came in and it just it wasn't clicking, man. Uh, and this is one of the things that you know content creators like myself. I don't know. I don't have sources at Florida State. I have no idea. I've done a lot of research. Josh did research. You can't figure out why besides just violation of team rules. So the teams get to talk to him and figure that kind of stuff out, and you know all those things. So you look at his career, okay. Again, fumbles, injuries, off-the-field concerns. I mean, that's like three strikes you're out, right? But, but his talent is undeniable. So he gets dismissed from Florida State. He takes kind of a year off of football, but stays at Florida State and graduates, which is awesome. Then, once he graduates, he he transfers to Marshall. And whenever he showed up at Marshall, now it's Sunbelt, but, whew, had over 100 yards rushing every single game. Every game. There wasn't one game he did not have over 100 yards rushing. I mean, it was – his his tape is very, very fun. Um, appeared in 13 games for Marshall. He had 302 carries for 1,513 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns. Dude was a machine. Um, 16 receptions for 116 yards. I mean, he did a lot. But – you know, at Florida State, he only had 63 career, 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 sorry about that, carries, four touchdowns. It, it just, he never really got out of the gate. Um, and, you know, red shirting, then the injury, then the issues. But once he got to Marshall, there were no issues. So hopefully that's behind him. That's what you're hoping. When the Niners brought him in as an undrafted free agent, they had $40,000 in guaranteed money. That's kind of average, six out of 12. Of the uh, undrafted free agents, he got the sixth most. Now, the film, I, I did a full film breakdown of him on Patreon, and it's exciting. All you got to do is, if you're on Patreon, just type in Kaylin LeBorn. Uh, it's K-A-A-L-A-N, right? Kaylin. Um, I, I kept thinking it was Kaylon. I was like, man, I know I do it. <laughs> did a video on this guy. It would pull up. I just spelled his name wrong. Um, you know, my film analysis, analysis of him, he's a double agent running back. What do I mean by that? Explosive plays for both sides. Uh, you're talking about somebody like, okay, he had 48 career 10-plus-yard rushes on 366 carries. So you divide that out, that's a 10-plus-yard rush attempt every 7.6 attempts. Dude's explosive. But fumble, 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 fumble. Uh, dude fumbles like a madman. Uh, just in the game I did, I think he had two red zone fumbles. So... You've got to clean up off the field stuff. You've got to clean up how to carry the ball. And and you just see him running with the ball willy-nilly. Like, arms not tucked in, doesn't keep the point up. Uh, he, he's He's got to change the way in which he carries the ball. But he's a big play machine. There's no doubt about it. Runs crazy hard all the time. Uh, he has a very attacking running style. So, like, for example, uh, you know what? He's nothing like Adrian Peterson, but his stride is very similar to Adrian Peterson. He's not Adrian Peterson. That's all I'm saying. But you watch him like in the open field. He's not a glider. He's not a speedster. Every step is violent, attacking the ground. It's just who he is. 
Um, Vision's a huge problem. He runs into the backs of his blockers several times in every single game I've seen. But he's so damn dominant. He's a pinball, man. And so, boom, 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 boom. And just always fighting forward for the extra yards. 82 missed, force, missed tackles forced. That's insane. Um, average 2.9 yards after contact for his entire career. That was even at Florida State. Like, the dude gets the yards. So, missed tackles, big plays. That's just what this guy is. There are concerns. And there's a reason why he was undrafted free agent. We've gone over those. But every year... Last year was Jordan Mason, right? The undrafted free agent running back, Matt Breida. You can go on and on and on. There's a bunch of them. Can he beat out somebody like a Ty Davis Price? Very similar to what Jordan Mason did to Trey Sermon last year. Look at that. Two Trey Sermon mentions in one show. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see it. But the fact that they gave him $40,000 guaranteed tells you that there's something here that they like. So, you know, practice squad, hover around. If there's an injury, call him up. I think that's kind of what it's going to be. So that's Kalen LeBourne and uh, number 68. And we'll just keep counting them down. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.